I'm watching the Lakers lose to the Timberwolves 124 to 104. I'm watching members of the Timberwolves bench, along with Patrick Beverly, Carl Anthony Towns. They're actually clowning, taunting, trolling Russell Westbrook. At one point, Pat Bev turns to the Lakers bench and calls Russ trash. Look, Russell Westbrook struggling has been a topic of conversation all season. The fit with him and the Lakers, same thing. So my question is this, knowing what each knew, did the Lakers set Russ up for failure or is this just a really, really bad blind date? It's the NBA Cypher. Let's go. Putting LeBron James and Russell Westbrook together sounds probably a lot better on paper or maybe on 2K. If I tell you that I'm putting a career 23 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 44% from the field, dynamic athletic point guard that can get downhill and attack the basket while creating for others, if I'm putting him with a guy that many consider one of the three greatest to ever do it, who has a career average of 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, career 50% from the field, 34 from the three-point line, By the way, LeBron is actually shooting close to 36% from three this particular season. But if I told you that I were going to put those two dynamic forces together, you tell me, along with Anthony Davis, you tell me I've got a good shot to not just be a playoff contender, but be a legit title contender to get to the NBA Finals and compete for a title. And yet, here we are, 69, 70 games into the NBA season. The Los Angeles Lakers are in ninth place. They are 29 and 40. They just lost to the Timberwolves, 124 to 104, blown out again. And in that game, look, another Laker loss, this is becoming old hat, but Pat Bev and some of the Timberwolves talk trash, called Russ trash, and look, give Pat Bev his props. He outplayed Russ. He was 6 of 9 from the floor. He had 18 points, 6 rebounds, a steal, a few blocks. Pat Bev was in his bag. And it was his time to talk trash and give it to Russ. I get it. They've got a thing, a history between them that goes back for years. And it all started, in my opinion, it all started when Pat Bev took Russ out when Russ was calling a timeout years ago in a playoff game. Let's not get back into that. Let's refocus on this season and what's going on now. T-Wolves won. They're 41-30. and They're in seventh place. This is what gets interesting to me. This is the best part about the NBA, fam. This is the best part. It doesn't give you just skill and athletes and excitement and numbers. It gives you drama. The Lakers are in the ninth spot. The T-Wolves are trying to get out the seventh spot. But maybe the karma guys have something planned because there's a very real chance, a very real chance that the Lakers play the Timberwolves in the play in game for the right to get into the playoffs. So what I'm saying is Laker Nation, if you're listening. And all the other NBA fans out there, I'm telling you, Laker Nation, 
I'm telling you, there's a chance. Russ can have his redemption. What would be better? If you're going to be in the playing game, what would be better than going up against a team like the Timberwolves who were just clowning you? And you have the opportunity to not just get back at them, but to end their season. If that doesn't motivate, not just Russ, if that doesn't motivate LeBron, if that doesn't get Anthony Davis hopefully healthy and he can compete, Malik Monk, Mello, the whole crew, if that doesn't motivate you, nothing will. This team has struggled all year long, and still they're in a position to where they can actually capture a playoff spot, and they might get to do it competing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That kind of NBA drama, I'm in for all of that. To the question, is Russell Westbrook washed? No, I don't think so at all. But I do think he's at a different stage in his career. The guy that was always at the top in terms of minutes played and usage, I think that's over with. But I want to remind people, the guy that you're seeing right now that's struggling, yes, it's a bad fit, again, for player and team. When you hear Russ in a post-game press conference talk with all that bravado and all that confidence, all that swagger, that's great, but when I see him on the court, he's anything but that. I don't see the confidence. I don't see the cockiness. He looks lost, and I, and I think a lot has to do with he believes his teammates don't believe in him. The fan base doesn't believe in him. And wh why wouldn't he think so? The Laker fan base, Laker Nation, has heckled him, has come for him. This is a nation that has smushed Parker, and they didn't come for him like that. So, yes, I think Russ, in a different role on another team, can not only still be productive, he can help a team win, but it will be in a lesser role. The question isn't about ability with him going forward. It's about his mentality. Can he accept that reality? Do the Golden State Warriors have one more? title run in them and if so if they can capture another nba championship would this elevate steph curry to one of the top 10 players all time <laughs> steph curry already has an amazing legacy eight-time all-star seven-time all nba two-time league mvp he's the only unanimous mvp in league history two-time scoring champion he has led the Warriors to the NBA Finals five times. They've been three-time champions. He just won this past season's All-Star Game MVP. That resume alone, along with the culture he helped create in Golden State, it makes Steph Curry an all-time great player. And nobody would debate that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in NBA history. All of those things are part of his legacy. A career 25 points five rebounds, and six assists a game player. 47% from the field, 42% from three, 90% from the line. And Steph Curry, I think right now, he knows he's nearing the end of his run. If he, Draymond, Clay, because this core has gotten older, but if they can put together another title run or two, it wouldn't just launch him into the top 10 I think it would launch him into the top 10 a lot further up than most would agree. 
So if you're asking me, and enough people have, is Steph Curry a top 10 player? Not right now. But I'm telling you, because his story, his career, his legacy, it's all still playing out. And he has every opportunity to add to it. Giannis, Ja, Luca, DeRozan, KD before he went down. There's been no shortage of great performances, even LeBron offensively for the Lakers. But again, if you're in the play-in game, you're not a true candidate for MVP. I think the six-man field has become a two-man race that will come down to the wire. But right now, I think the Joker, Jokic, has the advantage over Joel Embiid. Right now, the Joker's averaging 26 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 57% from the field, 35 from 3. An insane 32.6 PER. His win shares of 13, not surprising. When you factor in what the Jokers had to do without his second and third best players, no Jamal Murray all season, basically no Michael Porter Jr., and he still has the Nuggets in contention. And then you've got the Sixers. Don't get me wrong, Embiid has been great. 29 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 49% from the field, 36 from 3. He's got an effective field goal percentage of 52%. His PER is 31.4. Embiid is more impactful defensively than Joker. Nobody would argue that. But I think when you talk about total impact on a game, I think Joker more than holds him his own. He is not the individual defender that Embiid is, but he's become a very good team defender. And his impact on offense, the way he facilitates, and the way he can open up the floor for others, right now, I'm not saying it's a done deal. I'm saying it's a close race, and I'm saying the Joker's ahead. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the NBA Cypher. I'll be back next week. We'll start talking about playoff and playoff matchups. And if you're a Laker fan, come on, tell me this. You have to want to see that matchup. Lakers, T-Wolves. Let's get it. Whoops. Almost forgot. Almost forgot. Power of the podcast and editing. I asked a question in last episode. What type of player would Glenn Rice, G Money, be in today's NBA? In my opinion, when you look at his size, 6'8", about 220 pounds, the ability to score on the inside. He also was very effective coming off screens, pin downs. Didn't break you down off the dribble, but he had the kind of handle that he could get to wherever he wanted to. He could get to his spots. When you factor in his shooting ability, though, 46% from the field, 40 from three, 84 from the line, the way the game is called, the body movement, and how the floor is spaced, he would not just be an all-star. He might be a notch above an all-star. What I do know is in this era, G Money, when you compare him to other pure shooters with his size and his underrated athleticism, G Money, Glenn Rice, would be a problem in today's NBA. Now, it's the NBA Cypher next time.